Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Dad Can We Talk. I'm your host, Anthony Ray, and this is episode 70 of Dad Can We Talk. I'm here with my man, Darius Demps. Man, so, but before we get started, uh, for those watching this on video, man, y'all know I usually, uh, if you ever see any of my videos, y'all know I always have on my Dad Can We Talk shirt. But today, man, I'm repping my, my, my man, Ryan Jones. Shirt. He has a um a fatherhood group called Be a Better Father, and you know I said, man, you know what? Let me rep my dog stuff, man. You know, so if y'all know this man, if you don't know him, you can reach out to him on Facebook at Ryan Jones or reach him at excuse me, y'all can reach him at Instagram at uh, R Jones Mentoring. And uh, reach out to him, man. You know, get a shirt. He have all different types of colors. Blue, orange, green, black, white, I think, red. And, uh, yeah, man, support my man. You know, it's another uh, black dad in the community just, just trying to put on for fatherhood, man. You know, so anytime I see another brother doing something like that, I got to support. You know, and I appreciate all the support that I get from the community. So I always have to give back. That's big for me. So... Yeah, man, y'all reach out to my mans, but <clears throat> yeah, today, man, I, I, I'm I'm with a man that I um I met him probably about a good eight years ago, maybe, man, uh, early twenty teens. Um, met him, and man, he just always been a cool dude, man. Just always been a person that you know, if I ever see him, always gotta respect him, man. You know, he's always been a stand up guy. I've never known him to be anything other than that. You know, so it was only right that I brought him on the pod, man, you know, and uh, he was one of the people that came up when I was doing the radio station some years ago. He came up to the radio station, man. And, you know, so I said, man, I got to get my man on this format of that. Can we talk, man? You know, because back then we couldn't really get it in. You know, the radio station was a whole different thing. So I had to bring my man on to this version of that. Can we talk? So, yeah, man, without further ado, man, uh, Y'all welcome to the show, my man Darius Dimps. How you doing, my boy? Thank you, man. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate oh, it, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for being, letting me come on, man. Having me on again. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Definitely. Definitely, man. Well, let's get right into it, man. Um, my first question I like to ask on the pod is always the same. I want to take it back. What was your relationship like with your dad? Oh, man. I mean... I say very early on, man, it was it was tumultuous. That's the word I use for it. Because <laughs> yeah. um we had a real good relationship, you know what I mean? We lived in the same city, but I really still didn't see him much. Um and I think that um as I grew older, as I well, basically when I came to college, our relationship got better at that time. Yeah. I was able to, you know, make a decision on my own that I was gonna build a relationship with him rather than waiting on him to build one with me. Mm-hmm. So uh, the sad part was that that was pretty short lived because four years later after I went to college, I was a I was a senior in college and he passed away. Wow! So I got a good four years out of him of of having a good relationship with him. I mean, it had got to the point where when I went home, I go to his house first, yeah, and be at his house for hours. And mom was calling me like, "Hey, um, where you at? You made the town yet?" <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. over to my dad's house. She said, well, you going to come and see me? I said, yeah, I'll be over there. I yeah. mean, that's how good our relationship was, man. And what I realized, um, you know, as I got older, 
is that we were very much alike. Mm-hmm. We just both want to just chill, have a good time, mm-hmm. and you know, enjoy enjoy everybody's company. We was all both of us were like people persons, and we like being around groups, like entertaining, having a good time. And uh, I mean, I, I could say it was it was hard early on, but a lot of that had to do with a relationship between him and my mom more so mm-hmm. than me and him. Yep. And I, I learned that very well. I learned that as I got older that it really wasn't all his fault. Mm-hmm. As to why he didn't have a relationship with me. That's real. And that uh, it was up to me as a grown man now to go ahead and help forge that relationship with him. And once I did that, a lot of things came to light that I didn't know as a child, that I wasn't told as a child, that I came to understand within that four-year time frame that we got to spend some time together. So it was good, man. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. My dad was my dude. Yeah. When, he, when he passed away, man, that, that hurt me a whole lot, man, because... We had we was just getting started, mm-hmm. and um, crazy thing was is my nephew, my my brother oldest son, was to be born two year two weeks later, before Damn. my dad died. He was he was gonna be Robert Dempsey third. Well, he is Robert Dempsey third. Yeah. And my son was to be born six months later, and my Damn. dad missed out on both his grandkids. Man, so he was looking forward to it though. He was he was excited. He had about my nephew so much stuff, man. He was excited to be a granddad, and he, he he didn't get that opportunity. But yeah, man, my dad was my dude, man. Man, that's beautiful, man. That man, rest in peace to pops, man. Yeah, for man. real, for real. That's always, man. Every Father's Day, man. Is I mean, I know I know Father's Day is supposed to be about me, mm-hmm. but every Father's Day is hard for me, and yeah. not because I feel anything about me and me being a bad father or anything, but I just wish that you know I had my father. Mm-hmm. around to teach me how to be a better father you know what i mean mm-hmm. i be having a lot of questions man i i be just trying to figure stuff out as i go mm-hmm. when it comes to fatherhood man so yeah man definitely uh pops definitely was my dude though for sure damn man that's what's up man yeah and see people this this is the type of stuff i don't think we i know we don't we don't hear this type of stuff enough you know and you know, and I could, I can relate to that because you know, like you say, you know, even as I got older, you know, I went back and reached to my dad, man, and you know, we still, you know, we still growing. But it took for me to take that first step, and sometimes it's like that, you know, it ain't always gonna be, you know, the dad, and sometimes, sometimes, honestly, our dads don't, maybe they don't know how to mend those relationships especially right. when we didn't grow up with them right you know for fear whatever the case may be you know they might feel like man they ain't gonna receive me so sometimes it's it's necessary for us you know if that's what we want if we want that relationship sometimes it's gonna take us to you know go and reach out right and, right right you know that's one thing i think my dad really loved you know and once we started talking you know he revealed some of that stuff that you know he some of the stuff he didn't even have to reveal, I could like really just see, you know, in conversation with him that, you know, he was fearful, right? You know, because he felt like he was a failure of a dad, and right, you know, just beating himself up. And I'm like, man, listen, that stuff old, bro. Right, we grown now, man. Let's, Straight up, let's get it. Let's be grown about this at this point. Straight up, man. Exactly, man. And and you're right, man. We gotta if if we want those relationships, man, because a lot of a lot of us us young black men that our fathers, we walk around repeating the same things that our dads did unknowingly, you know what I mean? When we can just honestly just reach out to our dad and say, hey dad, check this out, man. This is what it is. Let's let's fix this thing, you know? Mm -hmm. 
we gonna help each other through this. You know what I mean? You you know some things that I don't know. I know some things you don't know. Let's make this thing work because at the end of the day, you know, even though if you, even if your dad wasn't a great dad, mm-hmm. your dad can be a great da- your dad can be a great granddad for real because you know that's that's giving them an opportunity to have a second chance at it, man. And I think I think everybody deserves a second chance. Yes, sir. No matter Straight where they up. at in life, they deserve a second chance. Straight up, man. Straight yeah. up. Man, if there's any dads that might hear this and y'all ain't in the life of your children, man, let that thing go right. and make the first step. It, Man, it could mean the world to your child, mm-hmm. like for real. Or for dads out there who didn't grow up with their dad, make that first step too. Reach out to your dad, man. You know, it's... It's definitely uh, rewarding. You know, today, you know, like last night, two nights ago, my dad out of the, out of the blue just called me. You know, he called me every now and then now, you know, a couple of times a week sometimes, you know. And it it always just feels good to me to know, like, damn, my pops really thought about me and mm-hmm. called me. You know, and every time he called me, it's like, even if he ain't even talking about nothing, you know, most of the time he ain't. He just called to check up on me and right. might talk some trash about sports or something and you know but just knowing that he thought about me it, it can mean it means the world man for real definitely better than nothing man That's straight sure. up so as you were growing up um and you didn't have your dad were there any other men that stepped in oh yeah man my mom got my mom has what three brothers my dad has three brothers as well so my uncles were very instrumental in my life and and that's my dad's brothers and my mom's brothers mm-hmm. and um, I mean my mom's youngest brother probably had the most impact on my life yeah. <laughs> and um, I mean people would think that my, my, my mom's little brother was a drug dealer for a long time right yeah end up going to prison and everything and I had a lot of people thinking I was gonna be just like that yeah <laughs> but the whole time the whole time he was doing the wrong thing he was always telling me the right thing to do yeah. And he was always like, hey, man, get this education, go to school, be something. Yeah, you see the money, the cars, the clothes, the women. But, you know, that stuff is short-lived. And he, mm-hmm. he was letting me know that the whole time, man. So he, um, he, he he's actually gotten out now. He's been out of prison since, what, 2007? Mm-hmm. He's a pastor now. He right. ain't been in trouble ever since. Married now. And um, he done turned his whole life around as well, man. So, yeah, my uncle, man, he, my uncles, man, period, all of them, man. My, my, my uncle, my dad's three brothers, my mom's three brothers. My mom's three brothers, she got two twin brothers that went to Florida. Wow, okay. They, they the reason that I wanted to go to Florida. Yeah. And um, they graduated and everything from Florida. So I was like, man, I got to be like that. Yeah. So those three guys my mom's three brothers they're the reason that I'm a Gator fan yeah because that's how you know they, they were the only Gator fans yeah. in the family other than my grandma and, and y'all looked up by Tallahassee yeah yeah, yeah. my brothers my mom <laughs> everybody else Florida State fans yeah except for those three right there and my grandma so yeah we um that's why my dad was a my dad a hurricane fan yeah. and i say all the time man if i would i watched the 30 for 30 miami thing right yeah and i said man my dad would have been in my life at an early age and i would have seen that yeah i'd have probably been a miami <laughs> fan yeah but i'm glad i'm gonna get a fan today yeah. though even though we stink yeah hey listen all of us in florida we stink man <laughs> we, yeah, we suck bad, man. <laughs> we all bad 
shout out to Unks, man. You know, yeah, man. shout out to all all the role models out there, man. Y'all are definitely appreciated and y'all are needed. You know, and I, I just like to really understand, you know, where where people come from and what their um who are the people in their lives. I think it's important for us to look at. Like at times, like give those people flowers, you know, because there's a lot of people that stepped up, you know, even though we didn't have dads, a lot of us didn't grow up like that. There was always at least one person, even if we don't realize it, that tried to. It could be a brother, you know, uncle, a stepdad, you know, a granddad, you know, it's always someone, you know, and if it's not, man. Man, we gotta step up. You know, there's a lot of kids out there that that really need us. You know, it could be someone. You could be in the living in the community. You know, with other young men, and you know they don't have any type of role models. Man, we just we need that. You know, one of my uncles is is about to get out next month, get out of prison, man, and he was like that person that really stepped in for me. Right. And man, I cannot wait to see my man boy when i tell you i can't wait to see my uncle boy that's all i've been thinking about for real all year i'm like man this is the year my uncle get out i just want to hug my dog and i just want to hear that joker voice again man just right. to be able to see him i'm with you man i'm in a group chat with my uncles man yeah. and every time gators play uh football basketball whatever man we in a group chat all day and all night <laughs> man just talking so it's it's fun, man. It's definitely good having some uncles around, man. Some guys, some guys who, um, you know, willing to step in and and willing to help guide you, you know, mm-hmm. with every facet of your life, whatever you got going on. Straight up, straight up. So let's go into this fatherhood, man. Uh, so what you got? You got two, right? Yeah, I got two. Yeah. Ooh, so two. I got a thirteen-year-old and two-year-old right now. And that you that's your so your son thirteen now. Son man, thirteen in the teenage age. Yeah, man. Oh man, what's that? How how long would he just turn thirteen? He turned thirteen in August. In August. Okay. August first, man. Ooh, so what's that's been like, you know, man, you for know, the first couple of months of teenage years. Man, first couple of months of teenage <laughs> years have been a learning experience, man. We done bumped heads a lot already. Yeah. And um, you know, he going through that phase that I remember going through where I thought I knew everything. Yeah. And I thought that if, if you know, my mom just let me do what I want to do, mm-hmm. I'd get it right, you know, it'd be fine. I'd turn out all right. Yeah. And uh, kind of hard for, kind of hard to give guidance at this age, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, we bumped heads a couple months ago, man. It, it, it was pretty bad. And, um, you know, we were going back and forth, going back and forth. We were going back and forth on text messages yeah. because you know he probably won't say it. he won't say this stuff to my face. <laughs> but uh, you know, we going back and forth, and I and you know it, it took me it took me a couple of days to sit down and think about this thing. Like you know what what was I like when I was thirteen years old? Hmm. And you know that's when I started smelling myself as well. Thought I knew what was right for myself, what was right for my own life, hmm. and um, I had to I had to sit back and and reevaluate how I was going to handle him as a teenager versus how I was handled as a teenager. Because when I was a teenager, you know, my mom always said, do what I say because I said so. Mm-hmm. And I ain't necessarily like that Yeah. when I was a kid, yeah. man. So I had to sit back and reevaluate that thing and be like, you know what? I'm going to give him a little bit of, give him a little bit of leeway, mm-hmm. you know, to, to make his mistakes. Because what I, what I find myself trying to do is trying to make him perfect. 
and mm-hmm. and not let him fall into the the pitfalls that I fell into when I was a thirteen or a teenager period. And so what I started doing, rather than trying to tell him what to do every single day, I just started like trying to you know just offer him advice subtly, guide mm-hmm. him, you know. And and I always talk to him about just being responsible. And, and not being easily influenced and not being a follower, but always being a leader. Mm-hmm. And I think those things are gonna gonna help him a lot more than me telling him, do this because I said do it. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, man, these kids these days, <coughs> they different. Different. They way different than what I was. They they they, they know more mm-hmm. than what I knew. They're way more exposed to the world than what I was exposed to. I mean, I'm from Perry, man. Yeah. I didn't know anything outside <laughs> of Perry at 13 yeah. years old. <laughs> So yeah. this this man can see the whole world by logging onto the internet. All right. And um, so they're exposed to a lot more than what what I was. So I, I got back. I got into the mindset now of being a guide for him and just asking him questions like, "Hey man, what's going on? How you doing? What's going on with school? What's going on with this? What's going on with that?" Just trying to see where his mind at and and working on building a stronger relationship with him first because I thought I had a strong relationship with him but it's like it shifted when he became a teenager mm. man I called this man the other day this man voice deeper than mine <laughs> and like it blows me every time I talk to him that this man got a deep voice he was like what's up dad I was like whoa man I, I, I'm, I realize yeah. I'm not ready for this Yeah, you know I'm not ready for this teenage stuff yet but I think my main focus now is just like making sure I got, we got a strong foundation mm-hmm. because if we go ahead and get that strong foundation now, you know, as we continue throughout these teenage years, hopefully by the time we get to 18, I have his full trust. Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, you know what? My dad, if I got anything going on, if I need to ask some questions, if I need to talk to somebody, I can go to my dad. Mm-hmm. And my dad gonna listen first and then my dad gonna think about this thing and then he gonna give me a response. Because what I realized as well is that it was very emotional, that conversation that we had a couple months ago. And it was it was a very emotional conversation. I realized that I gotta be more of a rational thinker when mm-hmm. it's when it's coming to him in this teenage these teenage years, because these teenage years he's thinking as well. Mm-hmm. And he got things, he got friends that, that are influencing him. He got social media that's influencing him. He got his mom that influences him as well. So um, you just got to, I, I got to be rational and think about all the things that he got going on as well. And then actually take the time to think about my response rather than it being a, because I said so response or even an emotional response. I got to really like think through things that I'm going to say when I mm-hmm. say them now because I don't want to come off as being the mean dad or the aggressive dad mm-hmm. or the dad who Think I'm, think I'm always right. I want to take all things into consideration when I'm making my decisions now on thing, on, on the ways I'm going to guide him because I know that I got to make sure I'm a, I'm a, I'm a solid, I'm a solid person, but also somebody who's going to be consistent mm-hmm. and, and never going to be wishy-washy as far as, you know, my decision making and things that I say and things that I do. I got to make sure I'm consistent with, with the advice that I give him and make sure I'm solid with, um, you know, the advice that I'm giving out or even the guidance that I'm giving out to him. So these these first couple months have been have been a lot, man. And again, this is where this is where my dad can help me a whole lot. Yeah, boy. You know what I mean? Because if you know, 
if I would have had him here, at least he could have shared some of his experiences as a 13-year-old or even things, you know, when we were around him as teenagers, the things that he's seen in us. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is where that would have been pivotal to where he really could have helped me out because right now I'm I'm in no man's land, bro. <laughs> I mean, I ain't never yeah. I had never been here before as far as um, dealing with a teenager. I dealt with teenagers as a teacher. Yeah. But it's different because them kids go home to their parents. All right. This kid come to my house. Straight <laughs> up. And I got to deal with him. He carried my last name. So mm -hmm. he representing me at all times. It's totally different when they're representing you, man, because you want to make sure they – they represent you in a positive light. You want to make sure that they don't mess up the family name. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you also got to give them the grace that, that we given every single day as well to, to be able to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. The mercy that we given every day to where when we when yeah. we do mess up, we don't pile on, mm -hmm. you know, and got to be forgiven because he going to say things he on me and I'm going to say things on me. And we got to be able to forgive each other and come back together and understand, hey, man, we father, son. We're going to be a team forever. Straight up. Your name will always be Dimps. My name will always be Dimps. You carry in the family name because my daughter, if she get married, her name going to change. Mm -hmm. Your name will always be Dimps. Straight so up. just making sure we, we have that bond, man, and have that, that consistency moving forward, man. But I, I'm these next five, these next, shoot, I ain't going to even say five years, man. These next 10, 15 years are going to be pivotal, man. Real. And um, I think what he need more than anything is going to be consistency. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and that's so much good stuff, man. You know, like that's always something that I, I love when I get uh, guys on to have teenage children because, you know, my oldest is eight right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm just trying to soak in all the wisdom that I can right now. Your oldest is a girl, though, right? Yeah, my girl is eight. Bro, listen, it's hard right now at eight. Right. So I be like, oh, how do people raise Teenagers, like, right. because this eight-year-old stuff is, bro, it's difficult, bro. Like, and I, I'm just honest, bro. It's hard, bro. Like, my man that I had on last week, my man Jeremy, he gave me something that was so good, oh. and he, it all made sense to me. And this was me to the T. He was saying how a lot of times we. We basically, at times, as parents, want to see the finished product in our children because we know so much right now mm -hmm. as grown men and we've been through so much and we try to project that onto our children and like you said, like have them be perfect, but it's like that's not where they are. Mm -hmm. We're looking at things with the foreknowledge of, Man, we can see so many things, but it's like, they, man, these are kids at mm -hmm. the end of the day, you know, and I'm so hard on my eight-year-old. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so you ain't know that? Or you can't do that? And it's, and she's like, no. I'm like, what you mean? Right. And then once I take that step back, like, maybe she just don't know how to do it, bro. Right, right. Or maybe she just didn't know that. Right. But I'm expecting her to know that. And you know what? That's one thing I've learned as well about expectations, man. Man, bro. we can't project our expectations onto anybody, especially if they don't know what our expectations are. Mm -mm -mm -mm. And the only thing we can project upon people is our desires, man. So, like for mm -hmm. example, we can tell our kids, "Hey, I desire for you to do this," mm -hmm. because 
that's all we can do is desire for them to do it, man, because expectations are always going to, I mean, I feel like we always be let down by putting expectations Every on time. people. And that works in, you know, our, our children's lives and marriages right. and man. dating relationships, whatever, man. Expectations, man. You bound to fail placing expectations on people mm-hmm. because nobody else can see your expectations the way you see them. Mm-hmm. But we can desire for them to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that way we won't be let down because it's our desire and we recognize that it's ours. Straight up. Straight up. That's exactly where he hit it at on that expectation stuff. I'm like, dang, it was just so much conviction. I'm like, bro, you speaking directly to me because <laughs> this is me. Almost. And I'm like, and I'll be like, I'll get off work and I tell myself, I ain't gonna get mad with the kids today. You know, and a lot of times I'm when I'm angry with them, it's like I be t- it's the physical physical uh, um physically tired a lot of times just getting mm-hmm. off of work mm-hmm. and so I have a short temper mm-hmm. and I have to go straight from work to go pick the kids up every day so it's like I have this short temper with them that I know like I'm trying so hard man like to really get out of that because I'm talking but when they get in the car bro they are like man when I tell you my kids like they the sibling rivalries, bro, it's just <laughs> back and forth. And that right there just, it get me every time. And I'm like, man, I just told myself I ain't finna yell at these kids today. But I don't be knowing no other thing. And I'm just like, man, listen, don't nobody talk for the rest of the ride. I don't want to hear nobody's voice. I don't want to hear nothing. <laughs> you know, and I'm, and I get so mad. But then again, it always take me back. Bro, this is an eight-year-old and two five-year-olds I'm dealing with. Right, right. Right. Like I can't for me, I expect them to just get in the car and know daddy just got off work, daddy tired, nah. daddy ain't trying to man, they ain't thinking about that. No, nah, man. They they all they <laughs> see is all they see is, hey, daddy here. Alright. What's up, dad? What's going on? Da, 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 da. He did this, he did this, he did this, <laughs> she did this. Like that's that's exactly what these kids be focused on, man. They don't be thinking about none of that, man. And you know what? They don't they don't even see you as being angry either like they you know they they just they they probably still only see a good in you and be like oh daddy i'm sorry and then they'll say i'm sorry and then in their mind as soon as they say i'm sorry they good it's over they could just go ahead and do it go back to talking or whatever they you know whatever they was doing man they just Mm -hmm. don't they don't see it like that but and that's on that's on us though yeah that ain't on them straight up that ain't on them because i mean we we basically have to you have to figure out a way. Hey, what can I do on my way to get my kids to to digress from mm-hmm. the stress of work? Yeah. Can I start my digress from my stress of work within my last hour? Mm-hmm. That way, when I get to my kids, I can greet them the way that they about to greet me. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to give you some energy when they get in that car unless mm-hmm. they're tired. At all times. Because you got to think about it. They done been at school all day. They yeah. done had things happening for the last six or seven hours. And they want to share. Yeah. So you got to be open. You got to be open, but ready to receive whatever they got to give to you. Because you got three of them getting in that car. They done had three different experiences mm-hmm. that day. Mm-hmm. And they all want to tell it to you. <laughs> and they all want to tell you at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the eight-year-old going to feel like, hey, I, I'm older, so I get to talk right. first. Yeah. Uh uh-uh, uh, I get to talk first today. You know, all kind of man. stuff, man. These kids. Hey, but yeah, that's on us though, man. That that 
we 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 got to figure out how we handle our work life situation and not project it off onto mm-hmm. a family period man because that that's the kind of stuff that uh that that stop kids from even talking to you, man, and that's my fear, bro. Yeah, because you that's want them to be, fear. you want them to be open. <clears throat> Mine too, bro. That's my same fear as well. That's why I had to. That's why I had to pull back and figure out what's the best way to communicate. Mm. Because communicating out of anger, or it ain't even, it ain't even anger, bro. It's communicating out of, out of fear. Mm. Because we fearful that we. We fearful that we projecting these things on our kids. We we haven't learned any other way how not to, mm-hmm. you know. And and again, that comes from our lack of our fatherlessness as well. Yeah. Because we we don't know what to do. We learning on the, we learning on the fly right now, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I tell my I tell my I tell my my aunts my mom my like they was all learning on the fly too, right? Mm-hmm. So. They like that's why I say like dads who haven't been there they can be real good grandfathers. Alright. <laughs> because you ain't first of all you ain't got that daily responsibility as a grandfather. You can just let your grandkids do whatever yeah. they want to do and just Stand have up. a good time, man. <laughs> but as a parent, I think I, I already know I'm probably be a better granddad than I am a dad. Right. Even though people like to say, "Oh, you're a great dad." All right, <laughs> if you think so, but go ask yeah. my son then and see what he say. All right. <laughs> so that's that's how I, that's how it's gonna be decided at the end of the day. What your kids say about you. Mm-hmm. You know how how your how your wife feel about you as a dad mm-hmm. because their opinions are the only ones that's gonna matter because those are the ones that are around you every day, mm-hmm. and um, we just gotta figure out ways. And and again, bro, we we all learning, bro. You only eight years in, bro, mm-hmm. and you got another eighteen more to go, man. Or you know, cause I mean, one thing one thing that we gotta stop doing as black parents is saying, hey, once you eighteen, you grown, right. <clears throat> you do what you wanna do. Nah, I'm still your dad. And I'm gonna still help guide you even when you're 30, hmm. you know. So we 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 just we still learning, man. And, and bro, I'm pretty sure you better now than what you was three years ago yeah. when you had a five year old and two two year olds get in the car. Yeah. <laughs> so for real, hey, you gotta look at it that way, man. You better than what you was, and imagine five years from now when you got a teenage daughter hmm. and you got two ten year olds in the car. You're going to be even better because you're going to have this part mm-hmm. right here figured out by then. Yes, sir. So that's the way you got to look at it, man. Look at it as progress, bro. You've been progressing this whole time. We learning. And and the thing we can't do, the same thing we can't do to our kids, we can't do to ourselves. We can't expect them to be perfect. We can't expect ourselves to be perfect either. Man, so now you're talking to and, me. And, we gotta, and one thing to we got to do as well <laughs> is we got to let our kids know when we make mistakes as well. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't, we can't be afraid to say, you know what, baby, I'm sorry. I was upset. I'm tired. I had a long day at work. It's not y'all. It's me. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry for projecting that on you. And I'm going to do better. Because mm-hmm. our kids got to see our humility as well, man. And mm-hmm. understand that we not perfect and that we going to make mistakes. That way they can learn how to be that same way, man. Because right. we got to teach our kids how to be forgiven. It don't just come naturally. Mm-hmm. And we got to actually, it ain't nothing wrong telling your kid that you sorry. Straight up. That you messed up. Because mm-hmm. we do, mm-hmm. and um, ain't no sense in us trying to run around here acting like we perfect in front of our kids. Because when we really fall, our kids gonna freaking crucify us if we if they don't know who Believe we that. really are. Believe that. So yeah, man. Hey, if you if you if you ever do get mad, bro, just tell them. Hey, you know what? 
even if you don't say it right then, yeah. if you wait an hour later and say, hey, we got to have a family meeting, everybody, yeah. all the kids come stand right here in front of me, and you let them know, hey, y'all, what happened in the car earlier, that was my fault, and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It ain't y'all fault that I'm tired. It ain't y'all fault that I got upset. I should take more time to listen to y'all and go ahead and tell me what y'all want to tell me early. Mm-hmm. Give me an opportunity to get it out, man, because at the end of the day, bro, we, we, we fall too, man, and we ain't perfect, so... Straight on. And <clears throat> maybe a few weeks ago, maybe about three weeks ago, I was going through it really the whole last month. Last, uh, October was crazy just with everything. Marriage, the kids, work, school, just everything was just crazy, man. <clears throat> and I found myself just so just so down on myself, you know, and just looking at you know just man bro and I, I i find myself getting in those places at times where i'm i'm so down on myself just thinking you know i'm just always looking at how i can be better as a father how mm-hmm. i can be better as a husband just be better as a man period mm-hmm. you know and looking at all of my my mistakes and my downfalls mm-hmm. and sometimes i get so down on myself feeling like man i can't do this bro like i just i ain't like I just I, I don't know how to go like how how do I how do I just be better you know I seem like I always mess up and I just and I will replay things in my mind mm-hmm. all day and that's like my biggest thing bro and mm-hmm. you know one day I was just thinking like I knew I needed to talk to somebody man and you know just I, I knew I had a whole bunch of people I could reach out to I could reach out to my boy Rob I got my boy Tavares, Jess, I got so mm-hmm. many people, but the only person I wanted to talk to was my dad, bro. Mm-hmm. But I know, mm-hmm. I was like, man, I don't really want to lay this on pause because I don't, I ain't really think that he was in the, he really ain't in the place where he need to be right now, to where I was, why I needed. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to call him. And I ended up not calling him. And, um, you probably should have. And that's what my wife was telling me. Should have gave my opportunity, man. And I was just like, "Dang, dog, I should have, I should have ended up calling my pops, man." And I'm just like crying, bro. Just like, man, like, I just want to. I, I know I got so many other people that I could call, but I don't want. I want to hear it from my pops. Right. Like, I want to hear it from my pops. Like, I want to hear my pops tell me he loved me. I want to hear my pops tell me it's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. I want to hear the guidance from my dad. I want to hear, you know, mm-hmm. I just wanted that, bro. And I carried that thing for a whole nother week, man. Mm-hmm. And I, it was just so heavy, bro. You know, and then I finally, you know, talked with my wife. And we got some things right. And, and just getting to that place to where, like, at times I think, you know, I think people overlook the, the mental health of dads. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think we don't complain, bro. Like we we, we hold it we hold it in, bro. And like I be seeing all these these things on social media, man, where, you know, I seen something this morning as a matter of fact, the dad had arrows in his back. Hmm. But he's still sitting there playing with his daughter, talking to his daughter, even though he getting shot in the back and he he ain't projecting that off on his daughter. He's still trying to be the best father that he can be. And, and and we 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 have emotional things going on. We have mental health things going on, but we don't talk about it. Mm. And that's why I think it's 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 great that we have community 
Mm-hmm. We gotta have community. We gotta have people we can reach out to to say, "Hey, man, check this out. This is what's going on." And somebody who, and and then people who not gonna judge you. You know, them, them real homeboys who not gonna judge you, mm-hmm. and they gonna listen to you, and then they gonna be like, "All right, bro, well, they ain't even gotta they ain't even gotta give no suggestions all the time. They just you just want somebody to listen to you." Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> we 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 as men, bro, we go through a lot too, man, because we all want to be better. We want, we want to make sure our family's taken care of. We want to make sure our kids are straight. We want to make all the money in the world to make mm-hmm. sure they're straight. We want to put them in the nicest house, the nicest cars, the best schools. Like, we want all these great things for our kids that we probably didn't even have for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we... We, again, those are expectations we place on ourselves, and we can't even place those expectations on ourselves, man, because we have, we weigh ourselves down, man. And one thing I always go back to, man, is, you know, we can't carry around the weight of the world on our own, man. We got to give that stuff away, man. And who who better us to give it to than our maker, mm-hmm. who, who already said that he's willing to carry it for us. That's real. <laughs> we ain't got to be bogged down by that stuff, man, because... He already did. He already done it all for us, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we ain't gotta. We ain't gotta be weighed down by the by the cares of this world, man, and, and focusing on tomorrow, man. That's one thing I try not to do as well. <clears throat> I try to um, focus on what I got going on today because tomorrow gonna have its own issues, man. Something gonna happen tomorrow, and I'm gonna take care of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So let's not focus on tomorrow. Let me just focus on what I got going on today. When I wake up tomorrow morning, Lord willing, I wake up tomorrow morning, then I focus on tomorrow morning because every day going to have its ups and its downs, man. I don't think I've ever had a day <clears throat> that was, like, perfect. Mm-hmm. And when I say perfect, I mean, well, I didn't have not one thing I had to get done. Mm-hmm. Or one one thing that came across my mind that I didn't think about, oh, shoot, I need to get better at this. Because mm-hmm. one thing about one thing about fathers, one thing about men, period, is we always want to be better. We always want to be moving. We always want to be going because we feel like that's what we have to do. Mm-hmm. But projecting those expectations on ourselves is something we got to stop doing as well. We can have desires for ourselves as well, man, mm-hmm. and and not project <clears throat> those expectations on ourselves that weigh ourselves down. So it, it works in all facets, what we do to ourselves and what we project on others. Man, talk to me. Boy, and I think that's 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 why, and you know, I realized like that's why I be so hard on my kids. That's why I be so hard on my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, cause I be so hard on myself mm-hmm. a lot of times, man. And I'm just trying to learn to just get out of that. You know, like mm-hmm. you know, and that's why, like, man, I can't I can't say it enough. I know people probably like this man say the same stuff on this podcast all the time, but it's so real, bro. This podcast was not created. I mean, I created for Eric, you know, to be able to help other people get their stories mm-hmm. out there. But this for me, mm-hmm. like, I need help. Like, I. I love to be able to sit down with another man and hear his story and understand where he's, where the things that he knows, get some wisdom from another person because I know I ain't got it all together. Right. And I I just, man, every week, you know, this little time I could get away from my kids, get away from my wife and be able to come here and be able to hear something from somebody else. It's just, bless me in so many ways, dog. It's fellowship, man. Straight and that's up. something we don't like, especially with the with these times that we in right now, man. We don't we don't go we don't visit enough mm-hmm. as men. We don't visit enough. We don't hang out enough. 
you know, we don't we don't gather enough, man, to be able to just commune with each other. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what this is. This is an opportunity the same way for me. I mean, as we was coming in, I told you, you asked me how everything been going. I said, I stay out the way and I stay in the house. Yeah. That's basically <laughs> what I do, man. Yeah. And it's me, my wife, and my daughter, and then my son when he comes and visit. But I be in the house, bro. Yeah. And I mean, the crazy thing is, man, you live in the same city. Right now. And literally like five minutes away. And, mm-hmm. you know, I can easily drive to your house, you can drive to my house. <laughs> but even as men, we don't do that because we don't even be focused on that, man. Mm-hmm. We be focused on what we got to get done for the ones that live in our house. Mm-hmm. And that be our main focus every day, man. Like, what can I do to get better for them? Mm-hmm. What can I do, you know, okay, can I do, can I put in some extra hours at work to make this time and a half mm-hmm. can I you know do I gotta go grocery shopping since my wife can't go grocery shopping do I gotta mm-hmm. go pick up the kids am I gonna have to you know make dinner tonight or you know am I gonna have to put them all to bed give them all showers mm-hmm. like we be thinking about all that stuff man and communing together is not something we think mm-hmm. about all the time which we which we should do more often man we gotta we gotta we gotta I don't know how we gonna do it but we gotta <laughs> learn how to start just coming together and just chilling, man. Because even if we come together just watch a football game on a Sunday or a Saturday or a basketball game, bro, just being together in community, man, is just it's so fulfilling, man. And and you never know the things that come out of that just that that hour or two y'all spend together that once a week. Mm-hmm. And making that a consistent thing, man, I think that's what's I think that is big and something that we gotta start doing, man, because most men, you know, <clears throat> probably come together oh let's do a men's bible study mm-hmm. but it's way more to it than that you know Straight what I mean up. way more to it because we're going through some real life things that that are right here right now mm-hmm. and yes yeah, scriptures that can help us through those things but at the end of the day we also got community that can help us through those things as well mm-hmm. and community is community is what we need I mean shoot God and community every single day mm-hmm. in community with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then he in community with us as well every yeah. single day. So community is a big thing that we got to continue to do. That's real, man. That's so real. Man, y'all, hey, listen, <coughs> we, just, we just two men just having conversation, man, but this is some real stuff. And I know we ain't the only ones that experience this stuff, man. So um, we all can do better. We can all do better, man, <laughs> straight up. So you got, uh, so you say you got a two-year-old too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What's it been like with that baby girl, you know, going back after, what, 11 years? Oh, What's that like, bro? Oh, man, that's that's my girl, <laughs> man. That's my girl. That's that's my baby, man. And, man, it's... Girls that do something to you, boy. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> man. And, and, and it's different as well because, um, you know, she dealt with me every single day. I see her every single day. Yeah. I didn't see my son every single day. Cause he ain't never like live with me consistently like that. Mm-hmm. But my daughter, see her every single day, man. And oh man, I don't know what I'm gonna do, bro. <laughs> like I'm really like, I I really don't know what I'm gonna do, man. Cause like, I try to discipline her. Yeah. And she like look at me like one time, man. I told my daughter to stop doing something, and I popped her hand. My daughter looked at me, and she wiped it off. <laughs> And went right back to doing what I, what she wanted to do. I said, man, you know, I don't know if I'm raising my daughter a gangster, man. <laughs> so my daughter, man, she she's starting to learn how to talk now. And she kind of can tell me what she want when she want it. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And, and she got this expectation of me that whenever she says something, I'm supposed to, like, just move and just For do real. it. And I'm like, man, how am I going to break that expectation? Because I'm not going to be doing this a whole life. But then I always find myself doing it exactly when she says she wanted. it. You know what I mean? Like, right. she'll get out of the car, man. she be like, Bubbles. Like, she got this little <laughs> bubble machine, and she want the bubble machine turned on. And if, we don't, if that bubble machine ain't coming on in the next five minutes, she finish your watch. <laughs> and I try to, I try to like discipline her to make sure, hey, you're not gonna act like this in, at home or in public. So yeah. I make sure to set that standard on how she act in public and at home, and that you ain't gonna be falling out crying and doing all of that. Mm-hmm. You're a big girl, you know. You you still my baby, but you're a big girl. But then. I don't know, bro. I, I I don't know if she got mind control over me already, <laughs> or wrapped me around her finger already, man. But I I I don't know, man. I, I and I and I keep saying I don't know because I really don't know man. what I'm gonna do with this daughter, man. Because <laughs> she is she's she's lovable. When I say lovable, like she she gonna give me kisses every day. She gonna mm-hmm. give me hugs every day. But then she'll go through these phases throughout the day where she don't want nothing to do with me. Yeah. And then she'll come back, you know, at nighttime and she'll sit on my lap and watch TV and she'll come, I'll be laying on the couch, she'll come lay beside me and watch TV. And I'll be like, man, like, you just didn't want nothing to do with me 10 minutes ago and now you're all under me. And then she'll come get in the bed with us and then she'll be tucked underneath me for a minute then she'll be on her mom and she'll be coming. I'm like... I don't know, man. I, she, I, it's been Boy. an it's been an emotional roller coaster with my daughter, man. Cause my son was my son was easy, man. Mm-hmm. I think he was easy because I'm a man. He was a young man, so you know, boys can <clears throat> do what boys do. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Maybe you can help me with the girls, cause you 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 eight years in with the daughter, and yeah. I, I, I I don't know, bro. bro. I don't know what to do. Like I I really don't know what to do, man. I I can be honest with you. And with my daughter, I'm just, I can't be, I try to be hard on her, yeah. like I was my son, but it don't work. Because it's like she don't take me seriously. My son, <laughs> my son took me seriously. Yeah. Like, I could say something to my son when he was when he was her age, and he'll be heartbroken that I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. Man, my daughter don't care. <laughs> she don't care when I'm disappointed. She don't care when I'm, mm-hmm. when I'm di- mad with her. She just think that, okay, dad mad right now. I'm going to just give him a kiss and everything will be all right. Mm. And that's the way she that's the way she treats me, man. And I, I don't know, bro. Help me. Man, them girls, are, they're a whole different thing, bro. <clears throat> you know, I got that girl, boy, girl, the boy, then the girl. So, you know, my baby, my baby girl and my oldest one, they, they're totally different, bro. Like. My my baby girl is more of the she I can tell she's gonna be the outgoing one. Like outgoing, outspoken, mm-hmm. like she ain't holding her tongue for nothing. Like mm-hmm. she just she a whole different animal, bro. Like she's like I that's one I don't know what I'm gonna do. That one <laughs> boy, listen to me. Like when I say that she is like my stress Boy, she is the one. And it's like, like my oldest daughter, she was even, you know, she was our first child too. Mm-hmm. So I had those, what, three years, you know, where she was the only child. So 
I had a lot of time to just really put. I had a lot of. I had. I could put. I put a lot of time into her mm-hmm. when she was younger. You know, the reading the books with her. Right. Just she was the only child, so I had all my energy and effort put into that one child. Mm-hmm. So you know, she was like super advanced in everything. You know, reading at three and all type of stuff. You know, because I just I could put that time into her. But now you know, looking at this last baby. And she, you know, her and my son are about 10 or 11 months apart. Okay. So they're almost like twins. So when I talk about the sibling rivalry, it's them two. Okay, okay. Bruh, okay. listen. Sometimes, like, like with, with that girl, bruh, she think everything is about her. Like, <laughs> everything. Like, the other night, okay, boom, they sitting on the couch. They watching TV. And I'll be, like, I'll be feeling like I, I, got, I, I be wanting to love like, I love him, baby girl, all the time because that's her love language, mm-hmm. bro. Like, she, that's what she's about. The physical touch, the mm-hmm. words of affirmation. Bro, she is about that life. The, bro, she want to be up under me and my wife all the time, mm-hmm. bro. So, I'm like, let me love him with my, on my oldest daughter. So, I go on the couch. I go rub her face. I know she like that type of stuff. And I'm just sitting there. And I'm, so, my back is turned to baby girl. She on the other part of the couch over here. So I just hear her in the background saying, hmm, hmm, hmm. I'm thinking to myself, man, girl, if you don't be quiet. So she just, she's doing it for 10 minutes. I'm just like, I ain't even, I ain't going to pay her no attention. Hmm. She's so dramatic, bro. I'm like, so she going to keep doing this? And I'm like, I ain't, I just, I just ignored it because that's how she is. If she see you loving on somebody else. Oh my God, breast the end of the world for her like, and she like when I t- she 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 gotta have the attention, it's that's her bruh. and you know my oldest daughter she chill really she she the one she the one she care about when I'm mad okay. when I'm mad oh she she like daddy mad you know I'm gonna, we gonna get right that little one bro listen she don't care about that she'll look at you and she she'll be quiet. Every now and then, but it's like, bro, she just, she, it's a whole different thing, bro. You know, my son, for the most part, my son, he, all of them got this thing where they, they want to get their point across. And I'm trying to, like you said earlier, trying to learn, especially with my girls, like my girl, my daughter, bro, listen, my oldest one. Now, when she feel like she need to get her point across. I try to, sometimes I be like, man, just be quiet. What I said is what I said. I don't want to hear nothing else. And she's still trying to, but daddy. Hmm. So I'm trying to learn to give her the, boom, okay, say what you got to say. Mm-hmm. And she'll, you know, plead her case. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, I hear that. But that's, that ain't changing my mind. Because you, I'm telling you what you're saying. It's wrong. Right. And that's the end of the story. It's, then she said, well, daddy, daddy, daddy. And she just, she's really strong in her and what she feels and what she feels like she knows. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a whole just, it's a whole learning experience still with dealing with these girls and like, and they got the emotion with it. Right. The emotions, bro. Like the emotions are like, like, my son, for the most part, he be good. You know, once I get on his behind, he'll shut up. Right. 
you know, once I actually get on them, them girls, they come with the extra emotions. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't know how I'm doing this right. Like, I got to deal with the emotions of these little Man. girls. Like, God, how? Like, what? Boy, that right there, I be like, Man, this is gonna be my greatest. It's gonna be my greatest challenge, I believe. Like, right, man. But one thing I did, I'm learning is like, trying to learn the love languages because you know, with in marriage, you know, we've been told for years, you know, learn your partner's love languages and this and that. And one day it hit me. I say, well, shoot, I'm always trying to learn about my wife's love languages. Our children have love languages too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So trying to understand their love languages and what their needs are, because mm-hmm. like you, like if you lo- loving your spouse in a way that they don't want to be loved, mm-hmm. but you saying what? But I show you love, but you ain't showing her the way. Right, right. She's like, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but you're not loving me the way that I want to be loved. Mm-hmm. To where I can be receptive to that. Right. I think at times we try to love our children the way that we think they should be loved, mm. and we don't look at the way that. Like, how are they most receptive to the love? You know what? That that makes a lot of sense, man, because um, I'm a hugger, right? I love, I love, like, I'm a physical touch person. My son not a physical touch person. He don't like the hugging and stuff like that. Like he mm-hmm. he's not a hugger like that. I mean he 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 used to be when he was younger, mm-hmm. but now at this age where he at now he like what's up dad? You know he want to just nap <laughs> it up. You know, yeah. and I'm used to him coming in for the hug. He don't even come in for the <laughs> hug no more. And my daughter she a hugger and a kisser right now. And yeah, that's that's a good point, man. I need to figure out what that young man love language mm-hmm. is because. It's definitely different than mine for sure. Man, it's it's so important. Like my son, my son likes the the uh, what is it, the the spending time. Like he liked quality the, the, the quality time. Like that's his thing. Like he he was so mad he couldn't come with me tonight. Uh oh, I mean here to this. And then last night I went to the football game, and I, I was like, I don't feel like having y'all kids with me, man. I'm gonna leave y'all home, my man. I've been with y'all all day, man. He was so devastated. Like daddy, I want to go. And I was going to take him, but I'm like, man, I just need just one night off, bro. Just give give daddy one night off, uh-huh. bro. But that's his thing. Like, he liked to just go riding in the car with me. Or, uh-huh. like, he, when it come to time, that's what he want. I think that's my son, my son's biggest thing. My oldest daughter, she's, she's a words of affirmation person. Uh-huh. She loves to hear me tell her how beautiful she is and how much I love her and how proud of her I am. Mm-hmm. And, and, apo- and on the opposite end, I got to get better with, like I'm at times when she get me mad or I see her do something and I'm beating her down with the words and I could tell that affects her so much and I be forgetting like, that's her thing, bro. Them words mm-hmm. cut her, bro. Like them words are serious. When it come to her, that's her thing. So when you... <laughs> When, I, when I'm talking to her, I got to remember to, like, tell her, you know, how much I love her, how much I care about her, how mm-hmm. proud of her I am. Like, that's her love language to the T. My baby girl, she is, like I say, physical touch. You know, she just like it all. Mm-hmm. You know, words, affirmation is all right for her. But when it comes to that physical touch, mm-hmm. man, that's her thing, bro. Like, she just, she like the cuddle. Mm-hmm. She like the hugging and. You know, like she just like to be up under us all day, man. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that stuff and knowing that's how they like to be loved, it just it it, it helps a lot. 
So yeah, I don't think I think parents, if we can figure that stuff out with our kids, that's big. Man, that's that goes big. a long way. That's big, man. I'm gonna I'm figure that out on Christmas break in a few weeks <laughs> with my son for sure. My daughter yeah. still, I'm still gonna evaluate her, but yeah, um, yeah. My son, I'm gonna figure that out with him in December when he comes for Christmas break. I'm gonna get that figured out. Mm-hmm. This man old enough where I can get him to go on the internet and just take the love language test. Yeah. And then just tell me the results, and then I can just go from there. Mm-hmm. He can read, he can understand what they talk about. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna have him to do it. I'm, I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm probably gonna send it to him when we leave here today mm-hmm. and say, hey man, take this assessment and send me back the results. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do that today. And it's I'm gonna so get this figured out now. So important. That's good, man. When it comes to your <laughs> let's go, let's go on this marriage thing real quick, man. What do you <laughs> what do you notice about your wife's love language? Like when it comes to marriage, man. Like over the years, has, has that been something that y'all looked into? And um, oh yeah, man, I definitely know what hers is, and um, my thing is just hitting it all the time. Yeah, you know, her, I think her number one was um, quality time. Mm-hmm. So doing things sometimes that you know, well, I ain't gonna say I don't like now, but doing things that I initially didn't like. Like, for example, on Sunday nights, man, she got this show she liked called 90 Day Fiance. Mm-hmm. And she wanted yeah. me to watch this show with her every Sunday night. At first, I was reluctant, man. I was like, man, I ain't watching this stupid junk, man. <laughs> and then now, bro, this show been going on about two years now. And, like, every Sunday, I'm like, hey, don't 90 Day Fiance yeah. come on night. <laughs> and I find myself watching it and looking forward to this thing every Sunday now, man. I was even in Canada last year. And um, I was up there for about three months. And every Sunday, I would still sit there and watch 90 Day Fiance, <laughs> even though she wasn't there with me. And yeah. I'm like, oh, man. like, like, But that's that's a quality time thing for her, right? Mm-hmm. That she likes watching that show. And I just, you know, take the time and watch that show with her. But I like the show now myself. Mm-hmm. And then other shows that she get into, you know, I just I just take the time and watch those things because that's, that's some quality time things that she likes. And, um, you know, I got to do better on the words of affirmation. Again, mm-hmm. that's 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 not mine. So I got to learn how to be better at that. And that's one of the things that I tried to figure out early on. And um, one thing I always talk about is making deposits, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I try to make sure my balance with her is high. Mm-hmm. Because when I make a withdrawal, I make a big withdrawal. Yeah. <laughs> and when I say yeah. I make a big withdrawal, <laughs> boy, I... I, I say some stuff that be the mess that that normally mess me up for a whole week or something, <laughs> but um, it, it it don't mess me up for a whole week because I done deposited so much, and when I do mess up, I be I try to be quick to apologize or say I'm sorry for what I did, and then explain why I said what I said in order to help her understand why I said what I said because. Them, a lot of a lot of us men, man, we don't deposit enough into these women. That way, when we do mess up and make a withdrawal, we still our balance ain't at zero. Our balance ain't negative. Mm-hmm. So I, I try to look at it <laughs> as I would my my bank account, man. Mm-hmm. Because man, you you don't want to go into the negative, boy. Cause when you go into a boy. negative, it's hard to get back out, mm-hmm. boy. Because mm-hmm. what the bank do to you? They go to hit you with them fees and okay. stuff. <laughs> and, hard uh, to catch it's, up. And it's almost like that in, in, in marriage and in relationships, period, man. You got to be able to make those deposits in. And, 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 and oh, one of her things is she like gift giving, right? 
Mm. And I just, even if it's something small, man, like uh, one thing she had got some years ago, she had got like this Pandora bracelet. And you know with Pandora bracelets, you just go buy a charm. Mm-hmm. And you just keep adding charms to it. Bro, I keep, well, I shouldn't, well, she ain't going to watch this. Maybe she won't. <laughs> Maybe she won't get to this part. But I keep, I keep two or three charms in my vehicle. Yeah. That way, I know when I'm when my when my funds running low. Yeah. I can just make this deposit right here with this charm. Like even if on a random day, <laughs> you know, a random Saturday, November twentieth, yeah. just pull out a charm and be like, "Hey, here you go." Yeah. And but she but she liked that because it's almost like I took the time out of my day to go get a charm for her bracelet, mm. and I was thinking about her even though that charm probably been in my truck for like two months. Mm. But. Yeah, man, just just continue to hit. You got you got to pound on them love languages, man. Because mm-hmm. if you continue to love that woman that way, that way all the time, man, you gonna be golden, man. It ain't nothing that it ain't too much that woman won't do for you mm. if you continue to hit on them love languages daily as often as possible. Mm-hmm. What what be so funny about love languages to me? I feel like God really be knowing what he be doing, bro. <laughs> because. Yeah. I never was romantic, bro. Like, you know, I ain't I ain't grow up like that, bro. Like, I mean, I well, just, how many men you know that are naturally romantic? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know no, I don't know any. Yeah. And it's like That's work for us, man. Man, what? Bro. That's really work. Man, when you talk about that gift giving and the words of affirmation, it's like Yeah, I, I'm not good at that, bro. Bro. Man, I'm not good at the words at all. What? I gotta work on the words, <laughs> and and having daughters helps me, right? But then again, I just be like, dang, like, what am I gonna say to this grown woman, right? Because you know, <laughs> it's easy you know, to say it to your daughter. So much easier, bro. Yeah, you know, and <clears throat> just like just finding those words to say in in the right times, mm-hmm. and you know. It's like sometimes I be think be I don't be wanting to be corny because when you say it's like it ain't another corny you can say to your daughter, but definitely some corny thing you say to your wife. Seriously, bro. So it's yeah. and then it's like the two things that I'm like very bad at. Those are her love languages, bro. Yeah. Like so bad at it, bro. Like yeah. when it comes to gifts. Man, I give somebody a gift card quick, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go, yeah. Uh, just, just go find. You know, I just so so so. Here's what I do when it comes to gift cards, right? I I always do gift cards that are food related yeah. when it comes to her, and I always try to hit on some like a, a favorite restaurant or a, mm. a favorite breakfast spot. Like she's big on Panera, right? One night I was in, I was at a, a FedEx. And I just seen a, a Panera gift card, and I just got it and put like twenty dollars on it. Yeah. And that was just like one of the random, random acts of kindness, bro. Where just because I knew that's what she liked, I know she liked Panera. Cause she mm-hmm. every morning, bro. If she go to Panera every single morning, she go to Panera every single morning. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I even thought about Panera, you know, that was good. So when you do gift cards, bro, just try to do gift cards that you know that. That's the spot that she likes mm-hmm. because if you just hit like if you just hit on spots that she like, bro, she don't care about bro. A woman don't care if you get her the same gift card every month, yeah. as long as it's to someone she like. <laughs> yeah, because if you hit that man, especially food, mm-hmm. I don't know about yours, but mine I like to eat, and 
Food is always a winner, bro. You can't go wrong with food. Yeah. She like them flowers, man. Oh. So I try to. Yeah, you got to hit. I try to go get them flowers. Yeah. Get a card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so mine don't like flowers. Yeah. I don't buy flowers, bro, because they'll be yeah. bad. She don't want to put no water on them. want to put them in no vase or nothing. <laughs> so I don't buy flowers. But what I would yeah. go do is go buy, like, some chocolate covered strawberries from, like, mm. the Publix. Uh, even order the good ones from the from the one spot. You know what I'm talking about? I need to do that one day. I still ain't never done that. Bro, them things expensive, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, man. Bro, bro, just go to, listen, Ooh. just go to Publix, bro. Publix can do stri- chocolate covered strawberries. So they can, you can, like, Tell them. Yeah, I yeah. Publix already have them ready. They'll just pull them out. How many you want? Pull them out. Put them in the box for you. Uh, see, so Publix got some Publix got some good. That Publix on are good, but they're not as good as the ones yeah. from that one. I can't even think of uh, the name of the spot. Arrangements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edible, edible arrangement. Edible arrangement. Man, yeah. them things, them things, that cost forty, fifty bucks. <laughs> but you go to Publix and get you something six ninety nine and be okay, straight. You don't put me up on game. Yeah, man. Publix, Publix got some good chocolate covered strawberries, and they they'll do the they'll do the thing, man. Yeah, they ain't as big and juicy as the edible arrangements, but they'll do they'll get the job done. All right. You go big on edibles on like I did for next week. Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 man. Pull that up, man. And, and I always do a little cupcake with it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you know, they had a different kind of cupcakes and stuff. There little other little slices of cake. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I always hit. I, I might hit one of those on the way home today. As a matter of fact, go ahead. Yeah. And pick up them chocolate covered strawberries on the way home today, just to make it seem like hey, I was thinking about you, even though I was because we were talking about it. So yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna hit that today. As a matter of fact. Yeah, man. And see. That's like, like the challenge of marriage. I think is just being consistent with that type of stuff. Which is, it be sounding easy in theory, you know. But sometimes, like you say, even when it comes to hanging out with the boys or whatever, sometimes it just don't be on our mind a lot right. of times because you know? we're so. I gotta make sure we got this over here, going this, doing that, mm-hmm. go over here, got this to get this, mm-hmm. and it's like we get so caught up in life, and. Like one time, my wife hit me. We was going through it or whatever, and while we we sitting, we going back and forth. And she said, "You don't even you don't even get me flowers in that no more." I'm like, "Man, what you talking about? I just got." She say, "Shot." That was like four months ago. <laughs> I'm like, "No." Like I just. She was like, "Listen, that was like four months ago." And I'm like, "Was it really?" No, you right. Yeah. You know, I, in my mind, I, I just. I'm thinking, bro, I just did that a few weeks ago. And she like, no. Like, you, she was like, you been slacking. Time be moving, man. And we be trying to keep up with time with everything else we got going on in our heads, man. And it's, it really takes some sitting down and thinking about it for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely does, man. That's yeah, how many years are y'all in marriage? Oh, man. Um, December be... Four years. So y'all four years. Okay, cool. Yeah, December will be four okay. years, man. Well, next month on the 17th, yeah, be four years. Okay, congrats, and I mean, my no, brother. Hey, it don't come without its ups and its downs, that's for sure, man. Yeah. And um, it's work. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, it was a lot easier having five than it is having one. Mm-hmm. Because when one get mad, you just go to another one house. But when you got to stay in there with that one, mm. <laughs> is she mad? Whew. I better hope, hope your deposits up. <laughs> Sheesh. Hope man, you done made man. some deposits, boy, because um, it's, it's it's work, man. That's for sure. Definitely. Yeah, man, next year we'll be on 10. Whew. That's good, man. Man, it's, it's been, I say, the last 
the last two years have been. Cause I think we're both changing so much now. Mm-hmm. You know, we just mm-hmm. both. You know, I'm, I'll be 33 in January. She just hit 30 this year, and you know, so now we're fresh in our 30s, mm-hmm. and you know, I think I, don't, I think what people do as well is people try to expect people to stay the same, and. I mean, you you don't want nobody that's going to be the same way it was when you met them. You want people mm-hmm. to evolve. You want people to grow. And I think that what we gotta what we gotta do together is we gotta learn how to understand that she growing, I'm growing, and we gotta continue to work out these kinks mm-hmm. as we grow. Because a lot of people are like, oh, you ain't the same person I met. Of course mm-hmm. not. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> I'm not the same person you met. That was four years ago. Mm-hmm. If you want me to be the same way I was four years ago then you got the wrong guy. Yeah. I got the wrong girl because I don't expect for you to be the same way you was four years ago either. Straight so, up. we just got to, you, you hit it around the head, man. We we grow. Sheesh. And just like, like us, all together, we met each other in 2009. So, we like almost 13 years 13. in, bro. So, yeah. it's like, just like, and we were both so young too, you know, she was 18, I was 20. When we met, and so, just like understanding, like, like you say, now when I were both these two different people, now it's like learning to love each other. Like your love, literally, it ha- it has to be. It's it's different now. You know, it's like things that you like when you was twenty two, and I can love you in a certain way when you was twenty two and twenty three. It's like now nah, you a thirty year old woman. You know, you mm-hmm. got a different career now. Mm-hmm. Even for me, you know, I'm, you know, got this whole different life now. You know, I'm in school now, finna have a bachelor degree next month. Mm-hmm. And it's like, appreciate that, bro. And it's like, I'm so different. You know, my, my mind just totally different now. Mm-hmm. You know, things that I, things that I like, things that I do, you know, the way that I think, the way that she thinks. And it's like, just learning to, I mean, like it is in marriage period, just learning each other compromising and you know continuing to work at this thing every day mm-hmm. and it's it's a challenge a big challenge at times mm-hmm. and i think we're at that place now where it's like i think once we get past this boom we'll be good for another 10 mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. we got to learn our current selves now mm-hmm. and especially for us too i don't know how y'all were but i know me and my wife both met you know we, we were we were kids, really, bro. Like, real talk. We were literally kids. So now it's like my wife is learning herself mm-hmm. and who she is. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning myself now and learning who I am. Like, establishing my identity. Mm-hmm. That was something that we ain't have for a long time. And I think we're both now on that, you know, on the cusp of, like, understanding, like, who am, who is Anthony Ray? Right. Who is Chanel Ray? Like, who is this person? I mean, bro, I was, I was your age. When I got married, I was thirty-three. Damn. Okay. So, <laughs> so okay. So and, and and she was, she was thirty. So she okay. was your wife' age. So, I mean, we were already where y'all at right now. Ten years in. Yeah. That's where we started at. Dang. So where y'all were at? Where you learning yourself? You know, we both had an established what we were doing career-wise at mm-hmm. that point. Even though mine has changed, but hers is still the same. We had, a, you know, we, we, I hadn't already had a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had that, we were, we were, we were grown, grown. 
Yeah. You know, when we met each other, we had them both went through, like, finished school, was working. We was on our adult grind yeah. when we actually started dating. So, it was, it's, it, where y'all at right now, that's where we, we started at that age. So, mm. yeah, y'all, y'all definitely, yeah, y'all got some growing, y'all definitely, um, it's real, were, were kids when you, when you got started and, it definitely done grew a lot because I'm, I can only imagine that me and her would have started at that age how much different we'll be because bro yeah. at, at when I was 20 years old <laughs> compared to me what? now that's totally different man what that's totally different man I'm I'm nowhere like I'm probably 180 from the from the person I was when I was 20 years old man all the way when I was 20 years old man I wouldn't think about no kids and no family and Take care of nobody but myself. It was all about me, bro. All right. <laughs> and talking about communing, that's all I did when I was twenty is, is get with the homeboys <laughs> and hang out. Man, shoot, I live with the homeboys yeah, for real. When I was twenty years old, <laughs> man. So yeah, it's totally different, man. Cause not not seeing my homeboys every day at twenty mm-hmm. years old. Tell myself, oh, let's get together once a week or once a month. No. Man, we was together every day. Mm-hmm. In the same vehicle every day. Linking mm-hmm. up every day, man. It's it's totally <clears throat> different, man. So, yeah, I can imagine the growth process y'all have been through. And um, that's, some, that's, that's, y'all done went through some, the tough years together. Yeah. It's, it's real. You know, because when you, we first, we wasn't even in the church at that time. We were both, you know. We just we was in a long distance relationship for one, mm-hmm. and you know, so we kind of we wild. You know, I know I was wilding, mm-hmm. wilding, wilding at twenty, mm-hmm. and then you know, so she was with me through my transition, getting into the church and stuff, and then I watched her transition, boom. So we had that. Then we both, you know, then that's when we had kids, mm-hmm. you know, after marriage. It's like we both been there for each other through all of these. Big steps, bro. Y'all got introduced the bills together. <laughs> All that, bro. So it's man, like I, I think, like I say, it's hard right now. Like this year has been really tough, you know, the last two years, really. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just been the, the growing pains. Mm-hmm. And I think once we get over this right here, you know, I'll be done with school. Mm-hmm. I'll be able to kind of. Get that out of the way. I'll be able to just kind of go into my career or whatever. And it's like once we get past this, I think we'll be all right. Boom. Mm-hmm. Until the next life transition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, bro. It's, it's definitely it's, it's definitely a difficult thing, bro. For real. Oh, yes. Definitely work, man. But the thing is, it's, it's satisfying at the end of the day, man. When you, when you know you done put in the work for that thing to work out. And that both of y'all can rest easy knowing that. Y'all are both happy with one another, happy that you made the decision that you made to be together. That's mm-hmm. that's that's what matters at the end of the day, man. That you that you that you still good with your decision Straight that up. you made ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And if you still good with that decision, you still you winning, man. No matter no matter the difficult conversations that you gotta have, no matter the difficult circumstances. Because at the end of the day, y'all still teammates 10 years later, man. How many teams you done seen stay together that long? I Not mean, too many, boy. Jordan and Pippen, how long they were together? Shoot. They what? broke up one time. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, hey, man, stick stick with it, bro. You, If you're happy with that decision you made, which it sounds like you are, hey, that was a great decision, and, and keep riding with it, man. Straight because up. Because... 
Hey, I tell you what, once them kids graduate and they grown and they start their own family and it's just you and her and now, mm-hmm. if you still good with that decision then, yeah. you definitely don't want That's when you... You yeah, know you yeah. don't want because all <clears> them <throat> additional stresses that you had, you know, with kids and helping raise them, man, bro, that's going to be that's gonna be chilling then for real. Mm-hmm. When it's just you and her, y'all be able to do whatever y'all want to do again. Mm-hmm. Like back yeah. when you were 20. <laughs> Dang. Well, I can't wait. That's something to look forward to, really? man. That's something to look forward to. So, hey, man, I, I, I tell my wife all the time, man, I'm a... I'm gonna figure out. I'm gonna figure out some kind of career that me and you can do together mm. when the, when the kids are gone, mm. and um, that yeah. we that we can take <laughs> whatever we doing and we can travel together and get paid to do it. Yeah. So yeah, man, I'm I'm with you on that, man. I'm I'm looking forward to potentially getting to ten years and um, hitting that landmark because that's definitely a landmark. And ten years is a long time, bro. For real, for real, boy. And it's you know. It's, 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 it's made me better. It's made me a better man. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, just learning to not be selfish. Oh yeah, that's more than anything. It was learning to not be selfish. Hey, that's hey, not thinking about yourself is hard. <laughs> but but you know what it also does, like like we were saying earlier, man. We done got to the point now where we don't even think about ourselves, mm-hmm. and we just think about everything else everybody else got going on, and mainly be kids. Yeah, and we lose sight of you know the connection that we have with our wives, the connection that we have with our friends, our brothers, mm-hmm. and um, it be all about them little ones. Straight so up. we got to make sure we maintain those lateral relationships as well, mm-hmm. um, in order to because the thing is, them kids gonna grow up one day, them kids gonna be gone, mm-hmm. and they are gonna be starting their own families, and that's why we got to maintain that relationship with our with our spouses and with our own friends. That way, when them kids gone, we ain't yeah, trying to yeah. pull up to their house every weekend to mess with them. <laughs> but we still got our own friendships and our own, you know, spouse to be able to, you know, spend that time with and, you know, still enjoy life with them as well. I tell yeah. I tell my son all the time, man, you're going to grow up eventually, man. And it's going to be me and her. Mm-hmm. So I got to make sure me and her good just as much as I got to make sure me and you good. Gots to. Yeah. Gots to, bro. Man, if you could go <clears throat> look back at the 18, if you could sit down, just like me and you doing right now, and talk with the 18-year-old version of Darius <laughs> and give that man one piece of advice going forward, what would you tell that young man? Oh, man. 18-year-old Darius. 18-year-old Darius was a wild, wild boy. <laughs> oh, man. If I could tell 18-year-old Darius one piece of advice, what would it be? I would tell 18-year-old Darius to to look at all his options before he make a decision. Mm. I think um, 18-year-old Darius was an emotional person who would just jump at an opportunity or who will move too quickly without thinking through all the different things, all the different possibilities of what could happen if this happened, this happened, this happened. I would I would I would recommend eighteen year old Darius to become more of a listener. Because mm-hmm. that's one thing that eighteen year old Darius didn't do. 
I kind of flew by the seat of my pants at that time and didn't really do too much thinking, didn't really do too much listening. And I wasn't really like a person who was going to think things through before he did it. I was just more about action. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I think that if I have sat down and thought about some of the things that I was doing, the circumstances that I was in, I could have made better decisions. And it probably would have helped me be further along than what I am now. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe that learning how to be a listener first, if I would have learned how to listen at an earlier age, I could have gained more as far as knowledge goes. The decision making could have been different. And, um, you know, I, I believe that um, a lot of the mistakes that I did make, I could have avoided, even though those same mistakes have made me into the person I am today. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for those mistakes, but I think that I could have avoided a lot of those if I'd have just listened. And um, not just listening to, you know, my, my peers, but listening to my mom, you know, when she tried to tell me things. Um, listening to my uncles when they tried to advise me on things. Um, even some of my peers, man, I, I, I remember being in some, you know, friendships, still friendships to the day where I was offered good advice and I kind of did my own thing. Mm-hmm. So I would tell 18-year-old Darius to listen, to think, and to, you know, think through these different options before you make a decision good stuff good stuff good stuff man that's and i, I and that that's a it's an important thing um just looking at how every decision everything that we've done up until this point in our lives you know like you say it's, it's made us you know, like we are who we are because the decisions what we made. Yeah. But it's like it's just always good to go back and just really look at like, dang, okay. Because I think this is this type of stuff that we're gonna be able to offer our children right, right, when they right. hit that eighteen mark. Like, right. I can, I can share these experiences with you. These are, are the things that were my downfalls. These are the things that hurt me. And, mm-hmm. You know. And I think they'll be more receiving when they get to that age as well, man, because they'll be done seeing you done supported them these whole 18 years and help them even get to that point where you're at. But, um, yeah, man, I think that um, just listening and thinking, man, that's a big part, man. I think I think I didn't do enough of that at all when I was younger. Hmm. Straight up. Straight up. Well, man, we going to end it right there, man. Um, man, this has been a good one, bro. Yes, sir. I it's appreciate been a good you, man. It's helped me, bro. Real talk. You like. definitely helped me as well, man. I'm about to text my son as soon as I get done here. <laughs> Real talk, man. And man, I, like I say, I always say, I, I need this, bro. Like, I, I really do need this. And, you know, it's a lot that I got to go home and think about now. Uh-huh. Um, just want to go love on my wife, love on my kids, and mm-hmm. just be be a better father. You That's know, be a better husband. That's all we can do, bro. Absolutely, man. Straight up. So, hey, man, uh, for everybody out there listening, for all the supporters, man, if y'all heard anything that my man Darius said, man, listen, if the shoe fit, wear it. That's all I can say. You know, if you know that you can get better in certain, uh, in certain things, in certain areas, 
do the work to get better. That's all we can do. Uh, when I tell y'all, don't be like me, don't be like me, man. Don't beat yourself up. Please right. don't beat yourself up, man. It's not fun. Uh, it's not healthy at all. And, um, you know, just take everything a day at a time. Take a thing, everything a day at a time. As a dad, a father, if you ain't married, um, you know, you might be thinking about getting married. Take everything a day at a time, man. You know, things will come. And, <clears throat> you know, you're going to make mistakes. But you got to keep moving forward. You know, you just got to keep doing that, man. And uh, I just want to encourage all the dads out there, man. Uh, continue to stay tuned to the podcast. I think I got one more this year, if I'm not mistaken. I got my man Lavaris Kelly coming on. Okay. And um, after that, man, I'm I'm going on a quick little break. I'll be graduating next month, and I got some things hey. I got to get together, man, hey. going into this new year. So, yeah, man, y'all, uh, y'all definitely stay tuned. I got some big stuff coming for next year. I got this new podcast that I'll be starting uh, early next year. Men, can we talk? Well, I'm gonna be bringing some real, some men to the table. I ain't just gonna be dads this time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, I'm looking forward to getting together with some young men. I want to get some young 16, 17, 18 year old men on the podcast, and we're gonna talk some real talk. So for all y'all men out there. Uh, I'm definitely gonna be reaching back to y'all because uh, we gonna be coming. We this is gonna be four men at a time. We gonna be sitting down. We gonna have some real conversation, man. Mm-hmm. This one here gonna be it's gonna be good. So y'all be on the lookout for that. And um, yeah, man, we gonna end it like that on this good Saturday, man. We get out of here, go watch some football, go chill, man. And, uh, watch my team lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mine probably already losing. We playing right now. Oh man! And so all, I, I know once I look at this phone, I might be disappointed. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, so shout out to all the dads out there, man. Shout out to uh, to all the moms out there that that support dad. Can we talk, man? We we appreciate it and we love y'all too, man. So uh, yeah, we out of here. Dad, can we talk? Episode seventy, and we out of there.